rich niggas, black bar mitzvahs, Mozart is a celebration, bitches. Naheim, I wish for you 100 years of success, but it's my time. Cheers, toast to crime. Number one, D-boy, shame you can rhyme. The rock boys in the building tonight. Oh, what a feeling, I'm feeling life. You don't even gotta bring your paper out. We the dope boys of the year, drinks is on the house. The rock boys in the building tonight. Killing, I'm killing this ice. Hey. You don't even gotta bring your purses out. We the dope boys of the year. Tricks is on the house. Hey. Is this thing on? Yes, we are. We are. Let me do my hand rub. We are here. We're back. We're live. It's another week of Marvel Talks, baby. It's a safe place. Where we keep it player, where we keep it kosher every time, all the time. Uh, it's your boy SL, you know, T on the other on the other camera. How you doing, B? I'm doing good, man. Okay, you know what I'm saying? You still alive, good. still kicking? Huh? Still alive, still got a job. Still got a job. I got a new skincare routine. Okay. You know, hey, it King. started, you know what I'm saying? Listen, nigga got an exfoliator. <laughs> nigga got a, a moisturizer. Uh. Shout out to uh, a good woman in your life. They'll help you out in some areas. But it started because, you know, Pharrell dropped his shit. Yeah. And, like, I was like, you know what? I've had, I've had like, my skin is cool, but there's, I've had some problem areas and some problems that just keep coming back up. And, um, you know, got some little help from the outside, inside, outside. Yeah. And they got new skin. And I'm telling I see it's only been a week, but I, I feel, I, I like it. I like it. it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Some, uh, you know, you stay down during the wintertime. So when the summertime comes up, hopefully, you know, things is out. We outside. You oh, know what I'm sure. saying? You, you, your skin will be glistening. You know what I'm saying? Beautifully, man. And listen, I like, I want that rich nigga skin. Like, mm -hmm. you remember Nipsey, like, niggas when they get rich, be like, nigga's skin be looking great. I just remember Paul's Nipsey Hustle. I'm like, this nigga's skin just look, you know what I'm saying? I need, I need that glow. Money will do that for you, but I mean, besides, money is a real catalyst of that. But you know, oh, skin, skin, skincare is a good, you know, addition to that. Oh yeah, we get we get money too, so you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a wonderful uh, progression in life. You're gonna continue to elevate. But how are you, man? You know what I'm saying? Like you said, get into the money. You know what I'm saying? Trying to end the year off strong. In the year off with money in my pocket with help uh air in my lungs you know just uh living life being blessed mm -hmm. got a job got my woman can't can't i'm saying just maintain maintain, maintain that and then you know we're gonna bring i don't want to say you know i feel like i've, I've been noticing people have been saying 2021 gonna be the year that we're being a lot more cautious on saying the next year is gonna be their year See, you know what? When I was talking about my skin, and then I was talking about you started talking about the summer, I was about to be like, yeah, 2021. And then I was like, I held back. I didn't say it because I was like, be a little let's cautious. not, let's, yeah, you feel me? Because 2020 was. Niggas was ready to go in 2020. Niggas was like, yo, it's it's the start of a new millennium or whatever, new decade. Yeah. About to be lit. In 2020, hit him, hit us with the cat, <laughs> the conceited face. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like, I don't even like just talk about it. Uh, I didn't want to say 2021, but 
every day is going every day is going to be a better day so he's going to make it micro instead of the macro yep mhm yeah man you know hopefully uh you know as we get closer to the new year i think this will be a year of real reflection for people even though you're supposed to reflect every year but this is this is one of them years where oh, people, yeah. you know, I'm gonna spend a couple of days reflecting on what I have been through or what the people on this planet have been through. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we made it. You know, hopefully, if we got just the sixth today, we're recording on a Sunday. Uh, we got about two weeks left. Hopefully, there's no no fuck shit or funny shit that goes on in in between now and to 2021. Even though, you know, 2021, there's nothing to say that more fuck shit will happen. Yeah, man. At least it might just zero off with no fuck shit. Might just be the beginning of the, you know what I'm saying? This might just be the first, <laughs> the first turd on shit mountain and we falling yeah. down shit mountain. You know what I'm saying? Cause mm -hmm. who knows? I mean, the world been fucked up, but it just seemed like this shit just it ain't been whole. It's like, nah, nigga, you think you ain't seen shit yet. So it could be, mm -hmm. it could be just like in space firsthand bit itself. 2021, 2020 is the first Oh my hand. God, I don't want to talk about spades. Like, <laughs> I played spades on fucking Thanksgiving, day after Thanksgiving. Nigga got dimed. So we was playing for money. So we got dimed three times in the game. That's tough. Nothing really can do that, but you can't. Normally you, know, you get dimed. We didn't get dimed. I think we got dimed on the first hand, but it was like, normally you get dimed, game over. But we was playing yeah. for money. So it's like, nigga, game not over. But I'm telling you, like, it was nothing. It felt, it felt like 2020. It was like nothing that we did matter we wasn't we just it just wasn't in the cards bro like bro yeah no space you had no space or nothing like you couldn't cut bro, and then you know you can only throw in when you got no space so yes. i think about two of them hands i had one space so it was just and it wasn't like we weren't playing well it was the cards just was not fucking with us That's so that's a good representation of 2020. Like I said, the car, it ain't got nothing to do with you. It's just the cards not coming to you. Mm -hmm. If you get one spade and you playing spades, you're pretty much SOL, bro. If you don't got no high, you don't got no high face cards. Yeah, if you don't got no high face cards, like you don't got no ace or nothing. Nigga, fuck that nigga. I swear I threw out an ace one time and nigga cut that shit on the first. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is going on? I'm talking about my ace. I was like, it is the first time. I was like, yeah, let me just go ahead and get this book. Ha, nigga, cut the ace. I was like, this shit is not set up for me. Wait, you cut the ace? This nigga didn't renege either? No. That's impressive. And niggas was on niggas' ass. It's not, it's not like something. We was playing for bread, so niggas was focused. We was making yeah. sure. I was like, okay, this nigga just cut my diamond. This nigga don't got no diamonds. And I got one spade. It's And I'm thinking, you know what I'm saying? It's just so... It wasn't bad because I had fun and it was I was with my family, I was with my people, but it was just like the perfect representation of what 2020 is, man. Space is a good game of life. It's very, even though you think it's there's a lot of strategy, even though it doesn't look like it's a lot of strategy in space. Mm -hmm. Like you, initially it's just like highest card uh wins. Yeah. But there's yeah. a strategy in it. Like you like. You start, you do feeler cards, you know, you might you might have an ace, but you have, might have a queen, you might throw the queen out. Just see what niggas is at, you know what I'm saying? Who gonna cut me? You know what I'm saying? I got yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a little strategy to it. It's actually it a strategy. lot. It's actually a lot, you know what I'm saying? You start seeing, all right, well, I got such and such. 
the hardest part is like, because there's no talking across the board. It's like you need to real have real life trust in your partner. Not supposed to be, but and also like there's spaces again where you're supposed to cheat, but you're supposed to know how to cheat. You yep. feel me? So yeah. like when you talking about talking across the board, if you got a real good partner, you'll have some signals or something where they'll know like, all right, I'm gonna take this one or you take that one. And yeah. then when you start setting, it's like you start setting each other up. That's yeah. when it becomes art. But just like life, all as well, the hand you dealt, you got played. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to you boys. Uh, it's tough getting down three times in a row. That must have been. It wasn't in a row. It was just in one game. Oh, okay. So it was, but it was so fucked up. It was. I was like, yo, what the fuck? And I, it kind of helped because we we were bidding well, and every other hand we played perfectly. I'm talking about. You can play these hands better. Like we came out the best we could have, but you can't do nothing if you lose 10 3 or whatever. Three, you know what I'm saying? You don't even get bored. Like what the fuck? You know yeah, what I'm saying? I'm getting bored of stuff, guys. That's uh I thought it was collusion. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. I haven't had a good game of spades in a while. Next time I see you, we're gonna have to set that. Yeah, man. And then we old men, so you know we gotta put some bread on it. Some some type of bet. You know what I'm saying, but uh, you have anything to keep it funky with this week? It's been a, it's been a, as we get I to the, the topics of the news, it's been a very eventful week. But you know, it has been, and we we gonna get to it. But uh, just before I go into my keep it funky, do you remember when we used to play beer pong? And then when you uh, what it called when you when they don't hit no cups and you clean it? What's it called? Uh, you skunk them basically. Yeah, when you skunk somebody, right? Remember when you we was playing girls and. Beer pong and you skunk them. This was a strip, right? Yes. How many times do you ever see that actually happen? Not in my lifetime. Not in. Not in. Not. In, not I think I seen it time. one time. I don't think around the girls we were used to hang out with. Bro, I swear, at Garrett and uh, CJ in them house. Damn names. Garrett. Garrett's friend. Friend of the show. But we ain't say CJ name in the pocket. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I swear at Garrett. No, not Garrett house. I swear at CJ, Jose, and. And um, Joel House, I sit, is the fucking girl did that shit. I've never seen that. Okay, but okay, just because we were talking about games, but uh, probably was a fair skinned woman. No, nah, it was a black girl, a dark skinned girl. Oh, word. Yeah, I'm definitely wrong there too. She was a little whitewashed, but she was black. All right, but look, my keep it funky. I'm coming at women again. I'm just gonna make it a make it a. a just make it a, a, a theme. Right. Women, when women, women who post, they make this post of like, dang, I wish I wasn't attracted to this type of guy. They always put the post like, dang, if only I wasn't attracted to dope boys who drive Benzes. Or, you know what I'm saying? They, they make a post like that. And I really want these women to shut up because I don't need to know why you picked the wrong dude. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't care. Like your story is supposed to be. Uh, this is what I want. I want you to stick to posting your outfits, your food, and your family, and the places you travel. I don't give a fuck about how you fucking up in your relationships. When I, so I keep seeing is like girls will post. Damn, if I if only I wasn't attracted to six foot three tatted niggas. No one told. After the fourth tatted six three nigga, you need to learn your fucking lesson. 
Well, Young SL already told you if they're over six foot, six foot, six foot two or six foot one, they'll cheat on you. I already gave, I already gave them the game. So listen. Terry does not condone that. That is the views of the real SL and the real SL only. But I'm really tired of women talking about they need to stop dating a certain type of men and putting it in. It's only in their story. They don't make these posts. They put it in their story all the time. Because, you know, women love to post a little mean relationship meme and shit like that. Yeah. But well, niggas do too. Niggas do too. But them niggas need to stop too, bro. bro. Post your food, your family, your fits, and wherever you traveling and keep it fucking moving. And your thirst traps. Do that. And then keep yeah. it moving. I don't give a fuck about how you're failing in your relationship. I really don't. In your that's dating Yeah, that's a group like, chat at your therapist. Especially someone, I, I wish I wish I would stop dating men who love sea salt. I need to start dating men who love iodized salt. Like what the fuck? Is that a real no, post? That was a joke. That was a joke. No. That's damn near what they be doing. Like, damn, like I don't care. I don't care. No one cares. Mm-hmm. You just trying to flex on the niggas that shit shitted on you? Like, oh, yeah. I keep getting dogged out by dope by niggas that sell dope. Okay. Stop telling on yourself. They be throwing a whole card. I mean, listen, I'm all for transparency and being who you really are. But your relationship woes and your dating woes, that's my keep it funky. Keep your relationship woes and your dating woes to yourself and your therapist. Mm-hmm. Don't share them with the timeline. You can even, I'm, I'm more willing to accept it on Twitter than Instagram. Because these Instagram stories, you're like, damn, I wish I wasn't attracted to bearded men. Shut the fuck up. But then, but then you know what? But then they get mad when a bearded man pull up in your DM like, "What's up?" And, and you're like, and "Then you gonna say like, these niggas are always in my DMs, like, boy, bye, like, what you expect? You're fishing for it. You like bearded niggas, and a nigga dicked you down too. That's why you really mad because he left you and he was fucking the shit out of you. Yeah. That's what they really be mad. They're like, damn, I wish I wasn't trying to the nigga that fucked the shit out of me and then don't really fuck with me on a on a deep level. Just take the dick and keep, and then I don't know." Bitch, don't bitches have multiple niggas for different shit anyways? Have the nigga that dick you down and have the nigga that treat you good. I don't fucking know. But, you know, they wanted to have, they wanted to be all in one nigga. That's what I'm saying. You know, not many people are built like that. Fucking fairy tales. These bitches on Disney Plus. It ain't (laughs) all in one nigga. I mean, I mean, I want to piggyback off you on my keep it funky. Because... We've been in our group chat. We've, we've been posting this one uh, relationship guy the last couple of days, and um, he's really showing me, which we already knew, but women and niggas and men really don't want the truth. They don't want the truth. They want the half. They want the sugar, the sugar truth cut. You want this truth cut? You know what I'm saying? Like, like they cut the dope a little bit. They don't want the pure truth. They don't want the pure truth. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a video that's been going viral. I can't remember the man's name. Uh, oh yeah, uh, brother. It's not brother X. Fuck. Let me look at Continue. It. I'll figure out his name. Uh, so like this, this man's been going viral recently, and he's probably been doing this before. But you know how things just you know resurface on the internet when somebody catches it. But he's a, I guess a a relationship guru guy, or you know just a a man that gives advice, like many people give advice on the internet. But he has been going viral uh, the past couple of days because he was giving this one young lady advice. It seemed like um, she was wanting a man with baller pockets, uh, but she didn't have 
some of the accents that he was giving her game on. So he was telling her, you know, she has a uh, a 13 year old son. She doesn't really look, she's average at best looking, right? He was like, what was your, what do you classify yourself from one to, one to 10? You can't say seven or something like that. She was like a five yeah. mixed with her makeup. And he was like, well, I don't want to tell you. Tell me what? He was really not trying to be mean to her. He, he wasn't was trying to be mean. He's like, look, you're not a bad bitch. He wanted to say, like, you're not a bad bitch. Yes, you might have money, but niggas with money, men with money, lots of money, the, 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 the demographic you're going for, they don't really care about you having your own money. They care about what you look like. Yes, your ass might be fat, but they not going to, you're not going to get chose and you're, you're, you're average looking. That's the part. She wanted to get chose. Like, rich men will fuck on you, but she wants to be with, she said she wanted like a six-figure dude. And he was like, well, you are you have an average face. He asked her, he asked her opinion of herself first. He didn't just say, I think you a six. He said, what do you think you are? And she said, her face was like a six. And she said like a she said a six without makeup and a seven with makeup or some shit like that. And he was like, no, nah, that's not it. <laughs> that's not rich niggas? You need Dimes. To ten. Ten. Dimes. And she had a sketchy past too, like. And she had she had a kid, you know what I'm saying? And she had a 13 year old kid. They was like, they're not looking, for, and she was 35 too. Yeah. So she was, I'm not gonna, this is not my opinion, but she over the hill. Yeah. You're 35, 13 year old kid, average looking face, but you want a six figure nigga to save you. Not just to be in your life, but to save you. Yeah. That's a, that's a steep order. Yeah. So, I mean, it went right. Well, like you say, it went left or it went left, right? When, she, when things got get out of hand. So it went left, right? Uh, when she wouldn't, she wasn't really understanding what, what he was saying. And he was like, look, I'm not going to tell you, to, you know, I don't want you, I don't want to be mean. But then he went left and he started cursing her ass out. He's like, this is what I keep talking about. These niggas call on my fucking phone and I tell them the truth. And no, they don't want to. He's like, this is wrong with y'all, bro. Y'all ask for the truth. I give you the truth. You don't like the truth. And mm -hmm. uh, it's like people want that. They want their truth cut a little bit. And there's another viral clip where he was talking to, a, I guess, a gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> and he was asking, like, he straight up asked him, how, how, big, your dick? how big is your dick? And the guy was like, it's, it's average, I guess. You know what I'm saying? I ain't no porn star. He was like, so you must not have no big dick. And he was, he was like, and you're not, you don't got no money and you're fat. And you want one of these bad bitches out here. And you can't even provide like, with, with a big dick. So what do you- don't qualify. Do? That was his point with the girl. So he's like, you don't qualify for these men that you're trying to get. And the dude, they're call and I don't know who's calling this man for advice if you don't want the straight dope because he giving you the real. <laughs> he giving the straight dope. He said. He said. You, he said every nigga know if they got a big dick. You don't got a big dick. <laughs> if you, you got, got a big you dick, got a, yeah. you fat, and you ain't got no money. What the fuck do you got? What are you offering? Is what he was saying. So yeah. I think, but I do think a lot of people and a lot of, especially when it's internet shit, they're delusional about who they really are and what they can get. Listen, we talk about rich men and bad bitches, how they have leverage in things. If you have money, and even that girl that you talked about before, she has money, she has leverage, but she don't want to use that as her leverage. She want her looks to be her leverage. Your yeah. looks are not going to be your leverage, baby. 
use your money. You and then he even shitting on her business. He said, You just started making six figures. <laughs> he said, You've been making six figures for three years. That don't mean shit to a rich nigga who's got money. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but also I will say this to your raw your raw true thing. If you shoot up that raw dope, your ass might overdose. A lot of people can't handle <laughs> that raw. Like it, we talking about drugs. Yeah, they you need to cut it with some baby formula or some shit. Cause you shoot that shit up, your ass ain't just going to the moon. Your ass going to the to the upper room. Well, don't ask for the straight drop there. Niggas want the straight drop, but can't handle it. That's what I'm saying, though. I don't ask. Listen, I promise. If I've ever asked a question, I might to a, especially to a woman, I might have already thought about the worst case scenario. Yeah. If I ask her, "Hey, do you like me?" I got to think about her saying, "Nigga, you ain't even in my category." You know what I'm saying? You gotta think that way to kind of like protect yourself. Yeah. But some people don't. They just out here in the world thinking that. They ain't gonna well, get hurt. The feelings not gonna get hurt or something. I don't fucking know. It's definitely some people in the world that are just unaware or just they're not very self. They don't have no self awareness, mm-hmm. right? You know what I'm saying? The lady, she might think highly of herself in terms of her business career, her body. She says she has a nice body, but you know, I don't think she was aware of this. Yeah, that's tough because everybody thinks they're nice. You know, they Mm -hmm. everybody thinks they're sexy or whatnot. But you know, men, men really from the very beginning, I think a lot of men grow up with self awareness early because Mm -hmm. we're shut down often. Yes. Yes. So like from middle school or high school, you know that you know you talk to a lot of bitches out here. But you ain't close the deal for some reason. It might you learn be, who you are. Yes, you learn who you are. You might you know what I'm saying you've been you've been joned on a couple of times. You know, what I'm saying not by females, but you might be joned on by your mans or whatnot. You might call you fat, and you might have to realize you might be fat. You know what I'm saying? Or, <laughs> or he call you he call your ass black as shit. Or someone <laughs> say your teeth yellow as fuck. Or someone yeah. say you short. Or someone like, and then also I think men. We have to be the aggressive, the way that I was raised, you go smack, you go at the women. So you are putting yourself out there. And listen, I never, I never had, I didn't, there's been times in my life when I didn't handle rejection well, but those lessons taught me how to handle rejection and how to shoot your, shoot a high percentage shot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So Continue your part. I didn't mean to take you off because you was no, on the road. I mean, that's, I think that's really where I was going. You know, as a young man, you really, you start, you start getting film on your life. You might, all right, well, you know what? I might not be, you know, Will Smith out this bitch, but you know what? Oh, don't say that name, bro. Listen, my, the girl <laughs> that I had the biggest crush on when I was like, it was my sister friend. Shout out, Chloe. Um, and I liked her so much when I was a young nigga, and she had the biggest crush on Will Smith. I don't look nothing like Will Smith. Yeah, that's tough. And I'm like, I can't compete with Will Smith. She used to have books and posters and and she used to love Will Smith. And I'm like, nigga, I don't look like Will Smith. (laughs) So it really, it took took something out of me as a young nigga. Like, yo, I had this big crush on an older girl and she like light-skinned niggas, Will Smith niggas. And I'm like, you're not in. So when you said Will Smith, it definitely took me back to that. You got triggered, you got triggered. 
I did yeah, trigger. trigger the fuck out of me because she used to <laughs> fucking talk about Will Smith all day long. All day long. Sorry for that, brother. It's all right, man. And can I damn, I'm gonna share something with the podcast. Go ahead. Too. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I never did this, but I really wanted to do this. So when I was um coming to age, I was in I had a real big crush on her. But she, I once I realized I wasn't gonna bag her, I made her like she was a good friend, a close and female friend. So you can ask females things, you can't ask your homeboys. So this was the age in your life where you want to know about your dick. You're like, is my dick big? Is my dick small? Because you don't want to be embarrassed when you pull your dick out. You put it out on her damn. Relax. I wasn't at that, <laughs> I wasn't even confident enough to pull my dick out on her. <laughs> so my proposition, like I really I took her out and I was like, I want to ask her, like, yo. I never did this stuff, but in my mind, I wanted to. I was like, I wanted to show her my dick and be like, tell me <laughs> about my dick. Uh-huh. Like, yo, is my dick big? Is my dick little? Did, like, let me know just so I can know how to operate in the world, right? Sure. Because that's the same problem we talked about with that girl and the dude that this, um, and I found that his, um, he, he was posting on Brother Ben X page, but I don't know if it's Brother Ben X, whatever. But um, that's what these people was dealing with. They was calling him. I, I feel like they never understood the social pecking order. And I have another point after this. The social pecking order, like where they at? Like the bad bitches are here. The, the, the tall athletic men, the smart men are here. The smart women are like, this is what society puts you. Now, to speak to that, let me finish my dick point. <laughs> um, awesome. <laughs> I was going, it's, it's a dick point. Yeah. So I was going to be like, yo, let me show you my meat. Tell me about my meat. Give me a real opinion on my dick. Were you ready for that kind of criticism? I wasn't ready. That's why I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but I really wanted to because I was, um, I had had some sexual experiences, but I wasn't, I, I probably was like 13, 14 years old. You know what I'm saying? And you don't want to be the little man and not know you the little man. Yeah. And you don't want to, you know what I'm saying? And then you, you know what I'm saying? So you want to know how to carry yourself. Because there's a lot of people with confidence that don't need to have that confidence. We know those people. Like, bro, you're you're not fly. Why are you acting like you a fresh nigga? Like everyone's laughing at you because you're you're not who you really are. That was my that was a very that, I, I maybe I should have showed Chloe my meat. You might have. Uh, I mean, one I could have got got you out the friend zone, potentially. I think I was I was I was solidified in the front. Okay. I was well, I wasn't that, moving. And you would have moving out of there. I wasn't well, moving. You know, out now that I think about it, what do you do, right? So you're trying to get good advice. And you like just your homegirl, right? You send a dick pic, you think you're all right, and she's like, Yeah, you're not that. You're not it's strong. it's an ego, it's a crush to your ego. But there's nothing you can do about that. Like if you're there's something you can do about it because I know niggas that did shit about it. I know niggas that was ordering pills offline trying to make their dick bigger. As an adult, I I, I heard I heard stories about niggas ordering dick pills. Uh, yes, yeah. that's why people forget about that part of the game. I knew niggas that was in the back of King Magazine in the back of Double XL ordering dick pills. <laughs> I remember them jumps. Exactly. So, but this is what I'm saying though. It was a crush of your ego. Say you sent the dick pic, right? And you and the girl was like, my nigga, I'm being 100. And then she, it's not like she was being malice or like being, it's not like she was showing malice or being disrespectful, but she was like, nah, like you're average or you're below average or whatever she said to you, right? It's gonna crush a young man's ego. Yeah, that's tough. I don't crush. 
Yeah, because you're, you're done all niggas got is dick and money and muscles. So yeah, and intelligence. You're right. Intelligence, dick, muscles, money. What else men got? <laughs> muscles go with looks. Muscles go with looks. Maybe, muscles. Maybe a little dick, swag. Money, maybe swag, swag. But swag comes. Swag can be without money. Yeah, so. swag, swag, swag comes with money. So you could put swag under the money category because you can't have no, you can have swag without a lot of money, but you can't have real swag without money. Like yeah. big swag, you need big money. Yeah. But um, I'm trying to bring it full circle. Oh yes, and then my last point is these people that you that this this uh, this podcaster dude that was speaking to, he was they was give he was giving them raw dope, but he was giving them dope by the criteria that they brought to him. Yeah. They were basing their self worth off of this worldly shit. This yeah. worldly pecking order, this worldly ranking in society. If you choose to play by the rules of the world, it can break you down. It will make you feel like you're worthless. Especially it will make America, you feel like you're not good US. enough. You're not great enough. Yeah, oh, if my dick isn't this big, I'm not that. If my ass isn't this fat, I'm not this. If I'm not this tall, I'm not shit. If I don't have this degree, I'm not that. That's what the world will do to you. The world will tell you you're worthless by their standards. Mm-hmm. But that, but these people were bringing this. He's dealing with what the people brought to them. The girl was talking about how do I get a six figure nigga. She wasn't asking how do I get a man that loves me and respects me, and treats me good. She said how do I get a nigga that makes this amount of money to, to so that I can feel good about myself. And the other dude, well, I don't remember his whole shit, but that shit was funny when he said you don't got dick. <laughs> So you got a big dick. He came out. He like, said, he said, I know I got a big dick. When you come out and say you got a big dick, and you have that's how you know he's in that real rap, that raw dope. It's a raw dope type of question. No cut, nigga. I started watching Snowfall, right? That's a great, great show. You late, boy, but catch up before. I'm late, show. but guess what? I got the new season. I'm I'm late, but I got Hulu, so I'm gonna catch up. Don't worry about it. But um, that nigga had that pure shit. And I just got to that. I'm, I'm really early. I guess just got to the point where he learned how to turn it into crack. Yeah. He about to put that cut on it. That raw dope, sometimes people, matter of fact, the raw dope is not mass marketable. You gotta, you can't mass market the raw dope because people are scared of it. You gotta market that cut shit because that's what people really want. They want all the good feelings with none of the side effects. Yeah. But that nigga was giving you all the... <laughs> He was giving you not great feelings with all the side of, you know what I'm saying? So Yeah, he was giving that raw dope. That raw, that's what happens when niggas smoke that too, that weed too good for them. They start getting in their head. They're like, yo, this weed is too strong. See, they you want to talk about full circle? Mario Winans. Oh, yeah. Don't lie to me. Don't give me the raw dope that you was he learned, But see, the whole song was about him learning that he don't want the raw dope. <laughs> <laughs> Mario Winans was like, you know what? I don't want this Perico no more. <laughs> Give me steps <laughs> you, said, uh, you know how old heads be putting a little tobacco in the weed? Because they don't oh, want yeah, to put it too loud. He was <laughs> making a flip. That shit too loud. Listen, like I said, niggas don't, niggas don't need that exotic, that, that, that 20, 30%. Listen, I went to Cali. They got weed that's 30% THC. That shit will have you thinking you, every, every insecurity you ever thought, that shit will bring to the surface and make you fight it. <laughs> and if you ain't got a strong mind, you gonna you gonna succumb. If you got that good mind, you like nigga. I, I know I'm here for a reason. I got a purpose. Life is good. Let me enjoy this high. No, I'm telling you, man. Different strokes with different folks. Stay away from that pure dope. I don't want the pure dope. I don't ask for it. I need. I don't shit. think I want the pure dope. Here. Give me like, give me, give me eighty percent dope. 
I tell my girl lie to me. <laughs> lie to me good. Shout out to Miguel. He said lie to me so good. Lie Listen, to me I think good. I think all humans don't want the pure dope, especially when it comes in relationships or you know, if you guys if you give now nah, women want dope, it. Women want no, they don't. They, they don't want the pure dope. Women say they want it, but they don't even know. They don't even know. They don't want the pure dope. Oh, that was gonna be my keep it funky too. It was gonna be like uh that trick the girl said, just tell me the truth so I can make a decision for myself, so I have all the 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 information so I can make the best decision. I'm gonna talk about that next week. We're gonna leave that on the table. Just listen, just to bring the people, just that's a teaser to have y'all people coming back. I'm gonna talk about that next week. But yo, Chris. We gotta post these videos or at least put the link to the Jones on the page because these videos were hilarious. They're gold, son. So you got gold. a big dick. He said, You got a big dick? He said, uh uh, he started stuttering. He said, Nigga, you don't got big dick. <laughs> That's it. He's like, cause I he's like, cause niggas with big dick, no. He's like, I know I gotta be. And then he called him fat. The big the look, he's like, damn, he said, and you're fat. I was like, damn, the fat probably hurt just as much as the little the little meat. Nah, it's a, it's the, it's the big it's the little dick, man. So you got a little dick. And listen, this is being recorded live to I don't know how many followers this man has, the subscribers or whatever. Yo, we gotta find him, we gotta him because but like I said, you see how I, I had to give people the real. If the standards that you're looking for are these worldly standards and this worldly shit, that's all you're gonna get back. You're never gonna be enough, you're always gonna be less. You're never gonna have self-worth. If you come to say, if you listen, you only get what you ask for. If all you ask for is a nigga with money, you're gonna be crying in the family. We talk about this shit every other week. Then we talked about it maybe like three weeks ago, four weeks ago. We talked about for shorties wanting a nigga with money, you're gonna have to give up some shit. You're gonna be you're gonna have to be okay with you might have a couple bitches on the side. If you pay, if you, if and, you and also and not we're saying this for the young girls because the older women they understand this. They, they've they been around money. the block. They've been around the block, but her ass, she's thirty five. She's supposed to know that shit. Her ass was slow. You don't be thirty five talking about why can't I get a nick, bitch? You regular faced. You got a thirteen year old kid. You're not getting a rich nigga that's gonna take you. That's gonna save you. Want to get saved? Fucking want to get saved? Save yourself. Like what I say in the group chat, I said she better off getting a young nigga fucking on these young niggas. That's what she could. That's, that's all she got to do is hopefully bro, he don't say shit gave her that advice. Nigga. Hopefully he gave her that advice. No, he didn't know. He didn't. It don't take shit to oppress a young nigga. Buy that nigga some Jordans. That's one ninety. You f- that nigga in in your pocket. A nigga, you could buy a nigga cheaper than you buy a bitch, a young bitch, young yeah. bitch. They they be they they got Chanel Chanel me Dior me adore me. Young saw, nigga, all I you saw, want is Jordan. On, let me actually, actually, you know what we're talking about that? Because I saw my man send me a uh, Jordan uh, and the Gucci belt. He sent me a, this woman. Let me see this auntie. Yeah, this auntie. She said her Twitter, her Instagram name is Ellen Ectorfit. She said mm-hmm. I'm old school. I put bait on my hook, and she got a picture. Of, See that uh, don't. PS5 yep. chain and some 1942. Yes, sir. Come get this. Come get this. Come earn this. P- and listen, she gonna make them earn it. Yeah. You ain't about to get that PS5 for nothing. You already and know the vibe. I like that energy. She, listen, I should have like followed this other joint. It's a, it's a, it's a girl. I'm gonna find her this week. But it's a girl that's on Instagram and she's straight talking pimp shit. She talking about how she treat her niggas and she, she 
she she let the niggas know you ain't the only one, but I got some I got some I got some drip for you, I got some drip for him, and she was keeping it hundred percent player, and she was like, come over here with Sunny baby, come get this <laughs> money, come sit with come sit next to Big Mama, and I'm gonna take and she and she was not a bad looking woman, but she knew she was playing. She was oh she it was so player I didn't even I'm so mad I can't remember her at right now that might have been the most player woman I've ever witnessed talking in my life I don't know if she was backing it up but she sure was talking that shit that's fire she was talking that shit and a nigga and a, and, a, and a man would be more likely to be okay with being on a roster of a woman than a than a woman would be but just like on the flip side of my keep it funky just like tell me the truth so I know all the so I know what decision I need to make. Give me all the information so I can make the best decision. Dumb people, that's what real players do. They give you all the information and let you choose. But guess yeah. what? One, one side is greener than the other. Now you yeah. choose. <laughs> they, listen, you choose what's greener. Yeah. That grass look brown over there. You yeah, fucking I'm saying. Just trying to yeah. let you know. I respect the players out here. I respect the honesty. I, I respect you too. Listen, I'm one of them niggas. I didn't shit. I didn't. I done rode the Magic Dragon. I could fuck. I done had that raw shit. That's how I know I don't want it all the time. Me, me, uh, Neil had to go through that shit. Exactly. I don't need it all the time, but sometimes I need to tell me the truth. Sometimes when mm-hmm. I ask for it, Mister, uh, Mister uh, Smith, you wanted to get out. He said, "I've been through this shit." Saying the first Mr. Matrix. Mister Smith from uh, the first Matrix, the Matrix. Oh yeah, the Matrix. He wanted to get out. He you got know what out. He got out, but he was like, I'm tired of this shit. And he, you know what I'm saying? He had that real, you know what I'm saying? He got experience in that real dope. I'm tired of oh, the yeah. real dope. He I'm took over the whole game, game, too. Shout out to Mr. Smith. <sighs> that was a good one, man. I'm happy. Listen, I'm happy we got to talk some player shit because we get to it every episode, but we just gave y'all, that was a good one. I even shared y'all a story. Got some stories for y'all niggas. <clears throat> Let's get into these topics, though. We're going to start off right at the top. Big Money Tings, HBO Max. They are partnering with Warner Brothers to have theatrical releases come out the same time that they... Are they come out in theaters? I, I close minimize the Yeah, page. I guess the same time that they come out in theaters, they're going to, re- re- they're going to be releasing on HBO Max. So and HBO, listen, HBO has been a leader in entertainment since I've been alive. Yeah. And they're continuing to do it into the into 2020 2021 um hbo max is probably my favorite streaming service they got reno 911 you have you been watching reno 911 that's my favorite show so i bro I, reno 911 listen that's all i've been you need to plug me with hbo max the hbo oh, max say less say less i'm gonna send that over to you right but, after we get off the call all right bet. but um because I've been streaming, you know, I'm a scammer, so I've been finding, you know, different links here and there. Oh, yeah, but, um, yo, Reno 911 is on HBO Max. They got the Fresh Classic. Prince whole thing. Shout out. We didn't talk about this on the episode, but the Fresh Prince reunion show is one of the best uh, reunions that I've ever seen on television. Yeah, I watched a little bit of it. It's really and the, good. And the following Red Table Talk, which wasn't on HBO Max, but was on, you know, uh, Jada's Facebook page, the Red Table page with Will Smith talking about um the first on Viv was dope as hell too. So HBO Max is killing it. So let me read this. Warner Media is making a clear bet for 2021. Its slate of movies won't generate the revenue its studio division needs, but it can help boost HBO Max's long-term success. 
The company announced yesterday that every one of its 2021 movies will debut on HBO Max in the United States at the same time they play in theaters. They'll be available for one month at no extra charge and available to stream in 4K HDR. It feels inevitable shift. COVID-19 cases are surging around the world again. New content and streaming services driving up and Warner Media needs to figure out a way to keep its revenue coming in. Boom. Big money teams. Yeah, I love innovation, bro. Gotta love it. I mean, it's it something. Go ahead. It's gonna happen before. It's gonna happen. It was gonna happen regardless. But the fact that they they spearheaded this, it's, I'm excited to see how it is. I mean, you know, people ain't going to movies like that anymore. And so, yeah, man, it's it's hard to like. I've actually been to the movies since March. I went one time, and the theater was. I promise you, it was seven to twelve people in the movie theater, including me. And um, I know that that industry is losing money and it's trying to find a way to reinvent itself. This is the first way it's going to do it. And HBO being the first people for a whole, um, what do they call it? A whole film studio to partner with. It, it seemed like it's going to be cool. And I got HBO Max, Max and I'm going to pass it on to my bro. HBO Max is doing well for themselves. Yeah. How do we get in that door? <laughs> Max, and it's a... Uh... Netflix, Netflix got to go back to the drawing board, bro. They need to do something different. Their original content isn't hitting like it did. They still have the comedy shit kind of um cornered, but their hits are becoming fewer and far yeah. between. You know what I'm saying? Their hits are coming a little bit later. Um, staying in the media space, in the in the the uh, innovation space, I suppose. There's a fight that just got announced. Floyd, pretty boy, Money Mayweather will be fly, fighting in an exhibition match. Jake Paul, the YouTube white boy. Yeah, Thoughts? I don't like this. I don't like this at all. It seems very... So my, my pro-black mind is one... Floyd is a undefeated boxing hall of famer legend. You don't need to be doing this for clout. This is definitely a clout grab, you know, move. You know what I'm saying? You don't need to do this, even if it's an exhibition or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Especially for this white man who doesn't hold a candle to you in terms of boxing ability. He's only had two fights and now he gets to fight the greatest boxer of all time. That's White privilege right there. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't like this at all. It's very cloud chase. Like, I don't like that from Floyd. I mean, and now this white man, regardless of it's not a real boxing match or anything like that, he's about to get the bag. There's a bag involved for this. There is a big bag involved. We we coming off of Tyson Jones, uh, the dude, brother Jake Paul, Nate Robinson, and um, boxing. And this has been a conversation around boxing for a long time, especially since MMA and the UFC has been kind of rising, the the lack of a draw, the lack of real stars in boxing in particular, because there's a lot of, there's different divisions, there's different belts split up against different people, specifically in boxing. And these exhibition fights, when Floyd fought McGregor, that was one of the biggest pay-per-views that in, in forever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And big money for Floyd. And, um, but when you speak of the white privilege, it's for sure, brother. Trolling, the clout, all that shit, 
as much as it's not how I operate and how I, and the things that I look up to or even fuck with, there is equity and there's money in that shit, bro. Supposedly this shit started from a tweet that Jake Paul made when he said, yo, I will beat Floyd Mayweather in a street fight, an octagon, whatever, I'll whoop his ass. This is from a troll tweet where he said, let me tell you this, if I caught Floyd in a real fight, street fight, whoop his ass, I'd whoop his ass. And then he said, MMA octagon, whoop his ass. Floyd responded and said, these YouTube girls better find some Barbie dolls to play with because I'm not the one for games. Three years ago, a fighter in the UFC said my name, had to put a muzzle on that bitch. Logan Paul, you can get the same treatment before I go conquer Japan again. And I'm just going to say this for the record. In a boxing match, I don't give a fuck who Logan, I don't give a fuck. Unless Logan Paul was seven foot, was six five, 300 pounds. If you are in anywhere within 50 pounds of Floyd Mayweather, he's going to beat your ass. That is a perfect, that nigga been doing nothing since he was a, since he was born. <laughs> You've been doing this shit for however long you, he's going to, it's going to be a win for blacks when it comes to the ass whooping, but also the bag is coming along with this. And it's going to be crazy. Because people are going to pay to see, because people hate Floyd. People going to play to try to see Floyd lose. People going to be paying to try to see Logan Paul win or lose or whatever. And it's crazy that this shit started with a troll. This shit is set for February 20th. Like, and it says, but see, this dude weighs 199 pounds. He weighs 50 pounds more than Floyd. But like I said, if it's, and I, I said, anything but within 50 pounds, I, I still, I'll take Floyd. But even, he could weigh 250 pounds. Nah. Floyd, Floyd is one of the best technical fighters of all time. His mm-hmm. hands are still faster than most boxers in the game now. Like, like, you, like we said last week, you can play lots of things, but you can't play boxing. You can't play boxing, bro. Floyd, Floyd has beat everyone he has went up against. Unless, unless oh, this is professional niggas who've done nothing their whole lives but fight. You know what I'm saying, like, exactly. Unless he plans on taking, like, this is not MMA. You can't take him down and wrestle with him. You no. got to use them hands. So, <laughs> and Flo- listen, I don't care if Flores 50 years old. When it's, if you're just talking boxing, come on, son. I'm sorry. And, um, that's why I don't like it. I don't like, the, I don't like Floyd doing this, bro. Giving his white but man. See, the money fight. is, see, Floyd, like, but I will say this, though. Just like the McGregor fight, this kind of leans into Floyd's. I can see Floyd doing it because this is something he's done before. He's fought someone who's not a boxer. Um, he Floyd is all about money, and this is definitely a money play. So I know I'm gonna be watching it if the shit go down because it's been this, after the um Tyson Jones, uh, Logan Paul, Nate Robinson, and then we just had Earl Spence and um. Danny Garcia fight last night after we were recording this, um, before we were recording this, the, the fights have been getting better. And my man Terrence Crawford, Ter- my fat Terrence Crawford beat Kell Brook not too long ago. Um, I'm looking for Terrence Crawford to fight Earl Spence very soon. That shit is going to be so crazy. Um, but um, yeah, man, fight, shit, fight hype is, is building again, man. It's, it's not like, you know, in the 90s, I guess we have Mayweather and Lennox and Vander Holyfield and but uh, it's some these YouTube stars who think they want to get in the ring is making some shit swirl. 
Uh, going right to the next thing, I talked about Danny Garcia, Earl Spence. That fight happened a day before recording. Earl Spence won decisively. Um, I was actually rooting for Danny Garcia, um, but Earl Spence, after coming back after his car accident, handled business. Yeah. Handled business. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know what I'm saying? If you didn't get it, watch the fight. You know what I'm saying? Earl Spence is a, a welterweight championship. Better welterweight. 157? What was the fight? I think it was at 157. Yeah. Um, before that, he got in a really bad car accident. Just a little bit of a history on him. He got a little bit, really bad car accident. He got flung from the car he was driving in his Ferrari in the accident. He got flung out the car. He almost died. And uh, for him to come back and mm-hmm. fight at a super high championship level is, you know, all you got to do is tip your hat, man. It's respect, bro. You know what I'm saying? Respect. Shout out to, shout out to Earl Spence. Uh, they fought at what's where he sold 147, not 157. 147, so. You know, he still looked like, he looked like he was in even better shape, even more skilled. Like, it was just, a, it was a good, it was a good fight to see, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Danny Garcia, he just looked outmatched. Maybe that's just a better way of saying that too. Yeah. One hundred percent. Um, shout out to the black man. He's twenty. I guess he's twenty-seven and zero now. Um, arguably pound for pound. Hey, he needs to fight Terence Crawford. It just needs to happen. But see, that's when I was talking about them belts and the divisions being different. Like uh, Terence Crawford fights for top rank, and I believe Earl Spence. Let's see who Earl Spence. Talking, but and Earl Spence is with somebody else. So like. There's a lot of politics to go into these boxing matches coming together. That's why, like, Floyd didn't fight Pacquiao and they prime and shit like that because it's really hard for these the two sides to come together, especially in boxing. When you got an undefeated fighter and you're promoting them, you kind of – people protect them a lot. They protect them a lot, and they don't pit them against the people who are obviously going to be, like, the people that we want to see them fight. So Yeah. Yeah, man. So moving on, but sticking to entertainment, this is kind of a sad story. Tiana Taylor, who put out a, I guess a, she was on Instagram. She went live and talked about it. She's retiring. She says she's no longer gonna make music. She's done with the games, done with the politics. She's done with the record labels, especially Def Jam. And um, she spoke on it and she, she seemed coherent and she seemed like she was really tired of all this shit because we, we're, I'm not in the music industry. I don't know all the ins and outs, but I know that it's a lot of shit that goes on. Yeah. A lot of, and I think this is also a response, not fully, but a response to the Grammys. She was not Grammy nominated. She came out with a, a very solid, good R&B album, just as good as everyone else who was nominated. And um, she was overlooked. So she talking about retirement. Yeah, man, I, you know, wish the best for her, man. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, there's a lot of shit, politics, just like in boxing. It's hella politics in the music industry. Mm-hmm. And I think she's a, she's such a real one that she's tired. And she's tired of playing the games with niggas. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you said, I think you, I don't know if you were talking about in pre-pro. You might have just said it. But, um, you know, she had a bad rollout with her first album. Yeah, Kanye. She had the Kanye joint ruin her shit. And then, like, she came back with an even better project, which is, uh, you know, one of the, whenever it came out, I think it came out 2019 or whatever, one of the better R&B 
projects, period. Not I even. still play songs from that shit to this day, man. Booming with Future. You know, I'm a Future fan. That shit crank to this day. Um, but yeah, man. Continue while I'll search for yeah, her. So. Uh, I mean, one thing she said that I don't remember the whole lot, but one thing that she said that caught my attention was like, you know, for my mental health aspect, you know what I'm saying? Which is very important, man. She got two kids, two young kids, and you know what I'm saying? People preach, don't give niggas, don't give people your energy that don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, she is a creative in this in, in every sense. So I'm pretty sure she'll be able to bounce back and, you know, maybe not do music, but you know, she she directs videos. Yeah, Spike T. Yeah, Spike T. You know, she's a businesswoman. She's got her nail salons. She's very jiggy. I'm pretty sure maybe she'll get into fashion. Charlotte Harley. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, there's different avenues for her. And, you know, music, you know, people, when one door open, you know what I'm saying? Another one, when one door closes, another one opens. So I'm excited to see what she does. Uh, Maybe she can give Iman Shumper some help in his music career. Oh, she could definitely help him visually for sure. Yeah. Um, and I'm and uh yeah, the album came out June of 2020, June 19th. Oh damn, I thought so, it came out last year. That's exactly. How long, that's how long this year been. But so this and it's literally get... called the album. <laughs> oh, it was still one of the better R and B projects of this oh, year. 100 percent It's in my library. And like I said, I look son, she had she had good songs in here. Low key with Erica Badu. Let's build Quavo. That's my shit. Booming Missy Elliott Future. 69, wrong bitch, shoot it up, bear, like she has shit, bruh. Um, even a song with uh Diddy Son, King Combs, How Do You Want It? That video was dope. She, yes. has, a Hill, she has a Lauren Hill feature. It's um, I'm you know, like uh other people said it, like how many artists, how many people retire, say they're gonna retire and actually retire when they say it? We hear it a lot, even in boxing, any sport, any any type of thing. Like a lot of people say they're gonna retire. But don't, hopefully that's one of these situations that she's just really fed up and she just needs time off and she could come back and give us some more. Yeah. I don't want to interrupt she's... you. I don't want to interrupt you, but uh, this just came in. Javante uh, Davis challenged Jake Paul on a fight for the undercard. Oh, that nigga going to die. Jake Paul do not fight Javante Davis. That nigga grew up in foster care and he from Baltimore. Do not fight him. And and Javante, that nigga six one. Javante is what five six. That nigga still, I still take Javante. He gonna break his jaw, bro. But listen, the money is there because these white YouTube motherfuckers, they have millions of people. Like we say, America is what seventy one percent white, sixty some percent white. These that's that's who they know. That's who they Wait, follow. Let me, look, who they look, let me look up on YouTube. See how many uh, subscribers. He got more than ten. His YouTube and then also his Instagram. They they have. Jake Paul has twenty million subscribers. How many? Twenty million. Jake Paul has twenty million on YouTube. That's the younger brother. The other brother has been is. And Logan Paul has twenty two. They have forty billion subscribers combined between both of them on YouTube. That's money. That's all that is. But like I said, so the United States especially. Um, 70 60 percent white whatever the percentage is there's that market is so big that the bag is just like it's out there and like when we talking about building wealth like it makes sense to fight these motherfuckers if you're gonna get double what you get if you fight a fucking actual boxer so that's brazy that's brazy 
But another bout, since we're talking about bouts, Keisha Cole, Ashanti. What's Ashanti last name? <laughs> you don't know it. I don't know. I've probably probably Williams. <laughs> Ashanti Douglas. Well, we go by Ashanti, so. Yes. They are going to be in the next versus. Yeah. I love these women versus. I've actually watched more female versus battles than I have um, the other ones. But um, I got a bias. I got a bias. You're a Keisha Cole fan, huh? Keisha Cole is was just Keisha Cole was my baby. Like she was in my top five 106 and Park days. Like Keisha Cole did it for me. You know what I'm saying? Gap, no gap, Keisha Cole. So I'm biased. I I'm riding with Keisha, just team Keisha, you know what I'm saying? I'm team Keisha. But Ashanti is undeniable the shit she did with Murder Inc. What do you think about this shit? So I'm a fan of, I'm a big fan of both. I think Ashanti just got some of them undeniables that Keisha probably don't got. Mm-hmm. Now, and I I would say Keisha might have the bigger repertoire in terms of 20 songs. She might have mm-hmm. more to pull from because she has a really she has really good albums. Well, when it comes from Haymaker times, she got she got she she Ashanti got a couple of them James, boy. She got she a, got more than a couple. She got more than a couple. You got the that that and it, like I said, that murdering shit was undeniable, baby. You know what I'm saying? And if she get in her riding bag, she could be a little spicy. Play the J Lo verse of I'm real, because she wrote that. Indeed. So she could get a little spicy. Like, I'm going to go Ashanti 12-8. 12-8? I mean, listen, I can't even we'll give you 11-9. 11-9 Ashanti. 11-9 Ashanti. I can't even give you a round, but I just know Keisha has sneaky jumps that I feel like she's definitely going to pull out in whole grooves, bro. Love. I never knew, bro. Niggas, niggas, I would never even been in love. That's a, that's that's a win. Up. That's a win. Like, and then like she got Kanye feature, she got Missy, she got she has shit too. So I would definitely be tuned in. I look forward to it. Versus keeps coming it's with next, it. Next Friday, next week, right? Next Saturday. Yes, the date is it's very soon. Uh December 12th for Christmas. December 12th. Uh that's a Saturday, so. When you ain't gotta go outside and risk COVID, you can be inside and watch the versus battle. You gotta have, you gotta have, a, you gotta drink wine that night, baby. You oh, yeah. You gotta have a, you have a glass of wine. You can't, you, you gotta have a glass of wine on that one, boy. You gotta, yeah, you gonna have to have some wine and then and some some wine and weed. And yeah. um, also another thing, I forget, I'm a West Coast nigga in my last life. Okay. So that so Keisha gave me that Oakland shit. It just it just resonates a little different with me. And you know that you know everybody seen that meme was like when the when the hood girl song come on, it's Keisha, it's Keisha Cole. You know what I'm saying? Like Keisha just holds a special place in my heart, especially in my adolescent coming to age. You know what I'm saying? Crushes. So, but both of them are beautiful, and we look forward to it. They're gonna look great. I know they're gonna look great too. Oh, they're gonna look great. They're gonna look great. Women take women. Listen, I don't know. 
Listen, <laughs> listen. I don't um, I don't play with my, I don't masturbate like that. But Ashanti and let me let me be quiet. Let me be quiet. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let me be quiet. All right, switch. Keeping with the um, the artist shit, music artist shit. In some hip hop news. Not the best hip hop news. We've had some arrests recently. Um, one of a New York rapper, one of a Chicago rapper, Casanova, uh, recently had a warrant issued for his arrest um, in New York City. Let's just read it from him. Let's just read the article real quick. But uh, Casanova has been charged with uh, some gang acts, some gang charges, some racketeering yep. charges. Um, New York rapper Casanova, who was indicted with 17 others in a gang case, announced Tuesday surrendered to the police Wednesday night. Authorities said Casanova, real name Caswell Sr., was among members of an untouchable Gorilla Stone Nation gang, quote, um, allegedly committed crimes in New York City and state, including a September murder of a 15-year-old in Poughkeepsie. That's crazy how they just toss it to you. I'm sure he wasn't even fucking in Poughkeepsie. Casanova is not charged in the slang, but faces one count each of conspiracy to commit racketeering, conspiracy to distribute controlled substance, and gun possession charge, according to the U.S. Attorney Office for the Southern District of New York in Manhattan. So they're basically getting him on some collusion shit, conspiracy, racketeering. These are all charges invented by the government to um, crack down on people who they can't actually connect to shit directly. So Casanova had to turn himself in, man. What do you think about that? I mean, I have nothing much to say on that. Just like I said, they do anything to get you wrapped up, especially if you're a rapper. You know what I'm saying? Rappers are an endangered species. Shit. Targets. You know what I'm saying? He probably wasn't even in the city or state, but he just, he, you know, they hit you with the Rico. You know what I'm saying? Like literally hit this nigga with a Rico. Um... And relating to that, rapper G Herbo, who was actually just on the Forbes 30 under 30 list. Let me make sure that's right. Yeah, I believe so. G Herbo, uh, Chicago rapper. I'm a fan of G Herbo. Um, yeah, Forbes 30 under 30, 2021 music list. Um, he was on the G Herbo. Um, but right after that good news, we got some bad news. He surrendered in a fraud case. Um, G. Herbo was surrendered in LA on the 3rd of December. Uh, G. Herbo and associates perpetrated, they allegedly perpetrated massive fraud on fancy vacations, flying on private jets, even by designer puppies. So the feds claim, according to the federal complaint, G. Herbo, along with his music promoter and other members of his crew, allegedly conspired to defraud numerous businesses with stolen credit cards over the course of a four-year period. So both of these, I believe, I know G. Herbert's case is federal, and I believe Casanova's case is federal as well. And G. Herbert's shit is crazy because right after the the accomplishment, the accolade of being on that Forbes list, a fraud case comes against him. So he had to turn himself in. Um, both of them, I think, are waiting bond. I'm not sure if either one of them bonded out yet, but. Um, this is the music industry, man. It's like, especially street artists, like when you come from these places, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do to survive. And 
it seems like getting yourself out of that mentality and, and changing it over into an entertainment, purely legal business, um, business um, is not easy, especially for the people around you, especially the people that are connected to you, bro. It's so many people. When you come from a community, especially cities like New York City and Chicago, it's a lot of people that are attached to you, whether by either business relationships or just affiliations or who you know. So it's like all of those people start to eat once you eat too. Yep. So it's like being affiliated, just being black. Black people are we're close to each other. We're, our communities are small. It's not like, like I said, I just spoke in the last topic. Sixty percent of this country don't even look like us. Yeah. Six, no, sixty plus. Probably it's really like 80 percent of this country don't look like us. Ninety percent of this country don't look like us. So, just for these rappers, and we've been saying rappers have had a tough, tough out this year. You know what I'm saying all the people that got killed, Pop Smoke, um, King Von, the list goes on. Juice World, it's like, it's this is just news that we had to talk about because these are artists I listen to. Not so much Casanova, I listen to a lot of the Herbo, and it's like, right after you, right after you get a W, it's like, you know what I'm saying, you get another punch. Yeah, the thing about G Herbo, which is sad to see, is that like he's really like on his wave of mental health and you know trying to do right for the community. He has like the PTSD. These song his old album was about like mental health a lot of it he's been giving back to like his old old hood and shit like that i'm not sure what casanova does but i know j herbo's been doing a lot of that shit you know what i'm saying like being like a upstanding human being yeah, man. talking that russian talking about the street living start talking about being a street dude and then all the pitfalls of being a street like he does like as much as we talk about rap music glorifying street culture and murders and drugs and and robberies and shit like that. Like he speaks to the realness of it. Like, nah, like you live yeah. this life, it's gonna happen. These niggas gonna die, niggas gonna go to jail. You know what I'm saying? People gonna be trying to kill you. And um, yeah. So um, best wishes to both of them. And um, I hope I hope and pray that they're found innocent and are free men. Uh transition to some more, it's not sad news, but like some news that might be a little bit more, might be a little bit. I'm trying to find a purple where I've been drinking, people. <laughs> uh, just some more news. Fuck it. Uh, Russell, Wade, Russell Westbrook, the Brody, has been traded for John Wall, the Big Blood, Washington Wizard. Um, the trade went down this past week. The Rockets agreed to trade Westbrook to the Wizards for John Wall and a lottery projected first round pick. And Rosebar's finest. <laughs> we're saying goodbye, DC. Um, he's been hurt for the past two seasons, but he actually um fully healthy, ready for the start of this season, and um been speaking about ready, being ready to come back. And now this trade went down. We are Losing a, a who's been a state, he played with the, the Wizards his entire career, and now he'll be in Houston. What you think about that, Bruce? It's a good trade, it's a good trade. I like it. I it's sad to see, uh, it's not sad, but it's unfortunate to see John Wall leaving DC. Man, he's just he's done so much for the DC community, yes, sir. Uh, just playing ball, and you know being Rose Bar's finest, but he, he gives back a bunch 
to mm-hmm. shit like that. He's made DC one of his, his you know, his home for 10 yeah. years. So put the Warriors back on the fucking map, you know what I'm saying? Hell and, yeah, man. Uh, it's unfortunate to see him go, but you know, it's still a business. Russell mm-hmm. is a he's a former he's an MVP three years ago, or whatever. Listen, I'm I'm like it's bittersweet because like John Wall, two blocks like I'm John Wall. All the shit he did for the city, the Dougie, you know what I'm saying? Being a hooper, being an all-star. But I'm a Russell Westbrook friend. He played with the Thunder before he went to Houston for this last year. And I know that he's a dog, and he's going to be fun to watch him play in D.C. And like you said, it's a good trade, bro. I think both teams actually come out in good positions. The the Rockets, who needed more of an actual point guard, someone to facilitate and create push the pace, get to the rim, and less of a ball-dominant person. You know I'm saying, like, he's going to facilitate more than score. You know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. what John And the Wizards, who have been who have been a bird, potential playoff team who have an actual snubbed all-star in Bradley Bill, now get a, a fully healthy former MVP, a leader to put – and actually put fans in the seats – not yeah. that the fans haven't been there, because, like, D.C. doesn't do bad in attendance, but, like, they fit. Like, Bradley Bill is a perimeter player, or actual two-guard who can shoot and get and get his own bucket, and then you have Russell Westbrook to complement that, too. Um, you know, it's just Not a, a lot deal. of... A lot of uh, go ahead. Not a bad deal. Just a lot of emotions. You know, yeah, because, like, a lot of, you know, like, we from... I'm from, I'm from Alexandria, so it's a lot of outpouring that's been coming from the D.C. area just for, like, saying farewell to John Waller. He's really going to be missed. He's been a a, a, ver- a staple for, for a decade. So, you know what I'm saying? I had to mention that. Shout out to John Wall. Much success to you. And hopefully he becomes an all-star again because John Wall, number two pick out of Kentucky, a Raleigh native where, where Chris lives right Rough now. Raleigh. You know what I'm saying? So it's a guy we root for, you know? So that's it for that. And we have a top. This is the last topic that will transition us into our conversation. Um, it's something that happened last week. It was a big thing on Twitter and um, Twitter clubhouse, <laughs> any app you was on, probably Facebook. I don't know. It wasn't on there, but uh, it was a situation that happened at a brunch. And uh, was it Dallas? It was in Dallas. Dallas, oh, Dallas, <laughs> Dallas, Texas, um, a black owned restaurant. It was an incident where the owner came out, made a big announcement to the entire brunch crowd about twerking. I guess he didn't like some of the activities that were going on in his, his establishment. And he spoke about the culture and wanting to be for the culture and wanting women to respect themselves. And how can, if, how can he ask the men to respect themselves? The women aren't respecting themselves. And it's something that I wanted to bring him on this podcast because this goes so many different ways. Uh, we have a black business, which we promote on this podcast all the time. We got some ratchet shit in there, which we all about. And it's a lot of intersection in this topic. But I just wanted to say my opinion on it because I feel like it's worth being said. A lot of people were defending and a lot of people were clowning the owner. And I made a joke about the owner. I said, this nigga acting like a bitch right now. (laughs) Like (laughs) people twerking to twerk music is what's expected. You play some Megan Thee Stallion, you play some Juvenile, you play some Hot, you play... You play twerk music, people are gonna shake. People are gonna dance. We we are musical people. We, we the drum 
is is our people's instrument. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, so it's kind of contradictory if you're gonna have that type of setting, but then critique people for operating how people do in that setting. But I wanted to make this point known, like if you're an owner of something, if you come, if you come into someone's space and they own it, whatever rules they set for that place is the rules they set for that place. Now I'm not talking sure. about discrimination or, or hating black people or self-hate or none of that shit like that. There are rules to there are rules for how people should conduct themselves in public spaces. Now, he fucked up when he contradicted himself. Yeah, the DJ playing Megan Stallion, and someone started twerking. You can't be mad at that. But if you're standing on a table up against a glass, my in my place of business, I can say I don't want that here. And you can give someone leeway. Look, I'm not going to kick you out, but you can't do this here. I've been kicked out of places, Chris. <laughs> I've been, there's some places that said, you can't be here no more to me. I've been, I wasn't fully jazzy Jeff, but I was, I've been escorted out of places by security before. So I understand like there is a way that people need to conduct themselves in spaces. And this is like the topic they want to talk about in, in, um, in the, in the conversation, but it's like, so we have to acknowledge that some people do not know how to behave and do not know how to act in certain spaces. So I'm not saying the way he handled it was right, but the principle that he started on was, uh-huh. valid, was valid. That's all. I'm not mad at the take. Uh, oh yeah, I'm not mad at the take. If you have some rules, I guess the rules weren't if you have rules and you have a vision of what you're trying to do, then yeah, he's perfectly valid and feeling like I don't want nobody standing <laughs> on my couch or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? So he's mm-hmm. not valid. He's not wrong in feeling that way, especially in his establishment. And like you said, it's wrong. It's definitely wrong how he carried it out. And now I've seen, I heard that he had conversations with the women a couple of times. He went there, asked him like twice, and and then the last time, he could be like a big fuck you because they did it uh, rebelliously on the third time. That's when they, the shorty started dancing on the um on the table. Now, well, my fault is that heavy is the head that wears the crown. You know what I'm saying? You're mm-hmm. the owner. You got to deal with all this type of fucking bullshit if you're you're selling alcohol, playing targets, regardless of the vibe you're trying to do. These are things that you're going to have to deal with. You know what I'm saying? You well, can, can be- I stop you real quick? You said two you're selling alcohol and playing twerk music. What the fuck you think is going to happen, bro? The, but those are two key things. We'll continue. Those are very yeah, key. So like, I understand, I completely feel like, yes, the lady should have a, be an adult and know not to act stupid, right? But you can't, you can't assume everybody knows how to act, but as you gotta, a owner, you gotta assume they don't nobody know exactly how to act. what I, exactly exactly and as an owner of a restaurant where you're selling alcohol and selling liquor, you need to be aware and have a game plan of what you're gonna do in these situations because people get drunk, people might drink too much. If you got people waiting all damn day for food. 30 minutes for food, but they get your drinks out real quick. How many times you go to a restaurant, you get the drink before you even even 
get the menu. Ask you what you want to drink today. You know what I'm saying? Like they're gonna get you, they're gonna pump out some alcohol, they're gonna pump out pump you some drinks because you're more likely to spend more. That's how the game of the restaurant, the restaurant game goes. So now it's like, is there no accountability of him setting the vibe? Like if you don't want people to be twerking, you know, or acting out, maybe mm-hmm. you should not play uh talk to your DJ. Maybe you should play some jazz music. Or maybe you can play turned up music, but not twerk. Like it was the song was started. Man, I said play jazz music. <laughs> what the fuck? Like you want the song that she was talking to was throw that ass in a circle. What the fuck you think she gonna do? Son? Throw that ass in a circle. You can play. You can play some. You can play some trap music. Why don't you play some trap music? Trap music is not gonna make you go uh, jump on a fucking couch or whatever. Trap music do get motherfuckers rowdy. Motherfuckers step on some yeah, shoes. But it's brunch, like you know what I'm saying, like. Um, I just think there's more responsibility that needs to be handed on to the actual owner of a restaurant, in my opinion. And now I agree with you. There is blame to be spread out. Sure. There is not just blame on one party or another party. You could blame the owner for his delivery and his chastisement of black women and talking about being for the culture but not being for the culture. But I guarantee you that the person he was coming at violated the social contract that everyone in there was operating under. They went and did too much. Sure. And whether you were under the influence or not, you do too much, you gonna get checked. Sure. Like I said, I've been kicked out of places. So why I didn't did too, I did too much. So what what did the owner do? He politely, he didn't maybe I don't know if he politely exactly he got so you that, out of there. that's where the blame is spread out. You, I'm bl- you could blame the owner for fucking stopping the music and, and talking to adults like they kids, but you got to blame that woman for not knowing how to act. Sure. She doesn't. For not conducting she, yourself like a lady. Not, and whether you ratchet or not, whether you, ra- whether you ratchet or not, which we going to talk about, you being too ratchet. Sure. This ain't the space for that. You want to do that? This ain't fine. Here. He told you where to go. He said you can go here. Where he's at a pink and a motherfucker. He told I, you. Pink. Oh. I know that you know they're doing at the pink. You know they're doing at the pink. Listen, uh, listen. Why can't he just escort her out, bro? Like you know what? That would. But listen, we're you human. Humans handle you know situations the right way. You did it twice, but this is something that, as an owner of, of yeah, you're right. Restaurant yeah, establishment, you need to have this type of training. There like, needs to be a procedure for how you handle drunk bitches. Exactly. You're gonna deal with drunk people all the time, bro. And this has nothing to do with black or white. This is your owner. Of a restaurant that serves alcohol and plays people. twerk music. That plays twerk music. You're gonna have to deal with drunk people. So, and the next time this happens again, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they probably he better ready. learn. You gotta learn. It's a learning experience, but you definitely you're not ready for that responsibility if that's where you're gonna be going. If every time somebody a drunk person, yeah, because guess what, I ain't talking to no drunk motherfucker. Hey, you gotta go. Close ain't the tab no, out. Ain't no, I'm. Ain't no, ain't gonna be no speech. It's gonna be a signal. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, let, let, hey, you know what? It's not working out. Close your tabs. Get your food. You gotta go. And now, if now if there's a now she causes a a, a stink and puts a scene on after you told her to go. Now you look you you don't look as crazy in the situation now because somebody's asking you ask somebody that was OD in the leave versus exactly. you cursing everybody to fuck out for niggas sitting down. Sitting down enjoying their food. 
Yes. Like I said, the blame is spread out. It has nothing to do with it. It was nobody. Listen, you you getting a listen, and you can be in violation. Listen, I violate this now. I've been kicked out of places, but I violated in some places and then corrected myself. Someone yes. tapped me on the shoulder and said, Hey, don't do that. You know what I did? Okay. Got you. I won't do that. That's it. But go ahead. Uh, that's that's all for uh, for the topics today. We can go into the convo. I mean, the conversation today kind of just it comes straight off of what we just talked about. Um, besides people acting out irrationally or being drunk or cursing people out, the the uh, restaurant situation really highlighted elitism and specifically in the black community. You know, we're black, so you know, we care about black people, especially. I think this hasn't this is a conversation that has been started to happen, but you know, this has really prompted this conversation. And one thing about what he wanted to say was like, I wanted the restaurant owner was like, I wanted to have this be a nice classy place for our people or do something for the culture or whatnot. Um, which is kind of rooted in a little bit of uh, whiteness in terms of what is classy, what is high, you know, high class restaurant, whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, and he showed a little bit of elitism because he wanted to, I guess, if those girls were ratchet, he wanted to get the ratchets out of his fucking club. Cause he said like, I don't, if you want to do that ratchet shit, you can go to these other establishments, basically twerking mm -hmm. on fucking uh, couches and shit. So, we really need to have a conversation. Like, what is what is elitism? Like, is this something that is plaguing our community? Is this something that, uh, what is it rooted in? What is mm -hmm. what is elitism? Cool. In what is rooted in is a motherfucking question. Yeah. Like, what I mean, yes, black people are not a monolith, and we're different. You know, you know, you can classify different black people in different things, but mm -hmm. um, when you're trying to uphold a look. What what are you what are you aspiring to, and what is your aspiration in terms of you know, mm -hmm. you know you well, want to first class restaurant? What is first class? I could I could say this. People want to separate themselves from other people. People want to feel better than other people, and they want to be treated better than other people. Uh -huh. And this is not specifically to race, but since we're talking about in the black community, we want to speak specifically about black people. Black people do things to set themselves above the people around them and so that they're treated better than people around them, treated better than other Blacks. And elitism, I guess, it obviously comes from money. So when you have a certain amount of money, you move in a certain way to where, I guess, you only deal with other people who have money uh -huh. or you only are around other people that have money. So and that you and you expect a certain level of treatment whether it be, in, it be manners, uh, courtesy, um, you know what I'm saying, privileges, access to things. That's what people, Black people who have money, that's what you expect. If I have this, if I'm driving this car and I'm spending this money on this, this place or this section or whatever, you're going to treat me this way, you're going to accommodate me in this way, and you're going to respect me in this way. Uh -huh. And I guess Black elitists, you can't be Black elite without money. Now you might be able to, you might be trying to fake it or do whatever, you, whatever you're trying to do to be that way. But it's really about trying to separate yourself from something. Mm. If you're trying to separate yourself from the stereotypes of black people that they're poor, 
they do crime, go to jail, they fight, they're loud. Any negative stereotype that is on black people, the black elite try to separate themselves from that shit. Yeah. We're not loud. We're, we, don't, we don't cause scenes in place we go. We don't eat certain things. It is get deep. We don't wear certain things. Yeah. We don't talk a certain way. We don't walk a certain way. We don't, they, that's what it is. You're trying to separate yourself. Now, coming from money is not a crime. Having a family, being successful is not a crime. Being successful is not a negative, by any way, it's not a negative thing. But when you, when, I think a lot of black, at least they look down on certain blacks for not having what they have, not, not, moving how they move or doing things the way that they think things should be done. Uh-huh. Now we talked about this now talk about the ratchet. We said it before. Do the ratchet know their ratchet? This is the this is the age old question like chicken before the egg. Yeah. <laughs> what came first? Do people who do not do people who have never been in spaces know how to act in those spaces? Like you said, have you act like you've been here before? What if you've never been there before? Yeah. I don't that's know. A, I don't, I don't think question. the ratchet know. I don't think the ratchet know they're so if you, classified. Let, if you go ahead. Yeah, I don't think the ratchet know that they've been classified as, as ratchet. being ratchet. They just mm-hmm. living their fucking life. Exactly. So, and it's someone above, someone perceived obsession in society, someone above them looking down, saying they're not doing things how they're supposed to be doing. They're ratchet. You know what I'm saying? So, do the ratchet know they ratchet? You can answer that question. No, someone else is gonna put that on you which is out of your control as well. But it's like, the only thing I know for a fact is that some people deal with conflict in a certain way, especially we talking about elite and ratchet. Ratchet people, quote unquote, deal with conflict in a certain way. People who call themselves elite, they deal with conflict in a certain way. They're not going to violence first, most likely. They're not going to verbal arguments first, certain likely. Those people who think they're elite, they're gonna call the police. They're gonna call their lawyer. They're gonna call the owner. They're gonna, you know what I'm saying? They're gonna do things like that. Rats people, you know what they're gonna do? They're gonna get in your face and gonna confront you directly because mm-hmm. guess what? They don't know the owner. Yeah. They're not calling the police and they don't probably have a lawyer. Right. And, and, and I'll say this, I wasn't raised with a lot of money. My mother had a good job. She provided for her kids, but I wasn't raised rich. I would call myself a middle-class kid. Um, I had two parents for half of my life. Um, I wasn't, I didn't go without food. The utility stayed on for the most part, nothing. I I never came home, it wasn't real. I lived in a middle-class home. So, but I'm not, I'm not in a, I didn't grow up with a millionaire father, millionaire mother, none of that shit. I didn't have that shit, but I also didn't grow up poor. I didn't grow up in government subsidized housing. Both of my parents, well, my mother had a job. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, we weren't on welfare. We didn't have any of those. I, I didn't have any of those obstacles. So I, I genuinely, when I when I think about myself in the spectrum of society and elite and ratchet, I find myself in the middle, I think. So I've been in places where I'm like, oh, these motherfuckers got money. These motherfuckers got real money. Yeah. These motherfuckers, they're, they're the the $20, $20 to me is a dollar to them. Yeah. $100 to me is $10. You know what I'm saying? Things like I've, I've recognized like, oh, they're they're operating and they're moving around with a different sense of money than I am. Mm-hmm. And then I've also been around some places where I'm like, people think that where people where $20 to them is $100. Mm-hmm. Or 
hundred dollars to them is a th- you know what I'm saying? So I found myself in the middle. So when we talk about elite and ratchet, but I do think, but I will say this though, the the snobbery and then the, the the place where people try to put themselves above people, I wouldn't say that's a positive thing. Either people trying to be bougie or trying to feel like they're better than someone because of the things that they have, I'm not with that. But I also understand that the way that some people who may have come from tougher situations handle things are penalized more by the society. Mm-hmm. When you're in someone's face verbally or physically and you're violent and you're loud, you're treated a different way by the society. Mm-hmm. And that may be the only way that you know how to handle things because that's the environment you come from. Yeah. Yeah. So it's that's like, it's the way, I think the key is the way that you handle situations. Now, you would probably never see someone that call themselves a bougie babbage on top of a table unless the table's paid for and they're like, no, but they get on top of tables. They love to do shit. Yeah, I was about to say, no. White people should... love, listen, white people and black people love to get on top of tables, love to disrespect shit, love to pop balls, love to be loud, love to make noise, love to have, they love to do those things. But it's like, you, it's, it's kind of like they money is buying the space for them to do that. Yeah. And when you don't have the money to buy that space, you just do it wherever you can. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I think you pointed out, something you pointed out to me is uh, when you talked about like how you respond to things is uh, kind of, you know, bougie people kind of like call the police or call the, you know, call the managers versus somebody that, you know, quote unquote ratchet will get up in your face. And I just, like all that shit just sounds like it's coded in whiteness to me. Like, mm. like that's all it is. Like, it's white standards of how to react to things, which we know why people don't adhere to those things themselves. Like, it's just like you're placing people in a box of what you think, quote unquote, you're supposed to act at a certain monetary, monetary, monetary level or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, if a nigga got money and he still wanna knock up somebody out or call or eat you know hot sausages or whatever he can still do that that doesn't make him unclassy or not i think it's you know especially in our culture like when you when somebody becomes bougie or whatnot to me white it's baked in whiteness like because you see people forget who the fuck they came from like if you're now if you're born with a silver spoon and all you know is Ferraris and, you know, Bentleys and things like that, you know, I can't hold you on that. That's your life experience. But mm-hmm. like, you know, I grew up, you know, middle-class too. Like my pops made money, my mom worked, he worked for the military and whatnot. But if I was to go ahead and start placing labels on somebody because they're a little classer than me or like, you know, they have a little, little less money than me or like things like that, that's something eternally you have to deal with. And that's like self-hate to me a little bit. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people make it from the bottom. You know, a lot of our people are, you know, make less money than us. They, they go through harder uh, circumstances. And, you know, what we look at as elite in terms of, you know, fashion or, you know, movies or anything, culture is vast in whiteness. It's whiteness. You know, it's like, what is high fashion? Gucci, Louis Vuitton. White you know, shit white shit what is a you know uh the higher class in music awards the grammys you know what i'm saying 
Uh, Even neighborhoods. What's what's the better neighborhoods? The neighbors that is predominantly white. Yeah. But um, yeah, go I ahead. think that is for a reason. So I we spoke about this kind of throughout this podcast is there are more. I don't even know this is true, but we've been told. I could be on my conspiracy shit. We're told that this that this country is filled with more white people than black people. Let's just yeah. talk about black and white. Yeah. So technically, according to what they tell us, we're outnumbered, right? Yeah. They're the they're the mainstream. We're the underground. Yeah. There's there's 300 million Americans and only 12 million are black and 100 million whatever. I'm not getting my numbers up. You know what I'm saying? So. And when you talk about elite, it's 100% true that everything that Black people in this country, and I think it's changing. I think it's changing. Yeah. Everything that Black people, and that's when you become woke or you understand everything that we think is better is often the white shit. But that's because systematically things have been done to make it so, and Martin Luther King has a great speech, if you look up the definition of white, it's talking about pure, it's talking about unadulterated, good. You look yeah. up the definition of black, it's bad, evil, dark. Yeah. That is that is purposeful. So when you think of clean, you don't think of black. Yeah. You think of white. You think of pure. We just yeah. talked about coke earlier. Pure cocaine is white. Yeah. If it's if it's adulterated, if it's stepped on, whatever, it's it's off-white. It's not pure. So and but Martin Luther King tried to say they've been it's been it's been given to us and we've been told this our whole, forever. So when people do get money, when we get money, are we gonna become those people that think that the thing that's gonna make me better than people is everything that is the opposite of what blackness is? The ratchet, the the dancing, the loud music, the movements, the liquors, the food. We're gonna be like, oh, we don't eat that anymore. Oh, we don't listen to that anymore. Oh, I don't go there anymore. Exactly. Or I don't weird like that. Is that what's gonna make us elite? It's weird to me, bro. Like, and it's talking about the restaurant. It's like I want to do this for the culture. Well, the culture is loud music, ass shaking. The culture is. Hennessy chicken wings and ass. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't say you're doing something for the culture when it's, you know what the culture is. Like, you know what our culture is. And if you're trying to do something different, mask the whiteness and try to put it off on a culture, that's anti, that's anti-black to me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Now, he could be right in saying like, I don't want you to twerk on my fucking couch or whatever, because that's decency. That's being a a person I understand. Well, think about this though. And in, in all of that, like blackness being bad and whiteness being good, there are a lot of things within blackness that is 100% negative that we have made that we have made cool. Whether it be the violence against each other, selling drugs to one another, um, that's not even the two things I was thinking about. But it's a lot of like not being smart, not studying, not reading, not like things yeah. like that. They have nothing to do with the color of your skin. Have been made, yeah, bad. It's not cool in the black culture, in the culture. Yeah, you read books, 
you're a nerd, you're not cool, you don't fuck bitches. Yeah. You, you don't care about your appearance before anything else. You're not, you're not black, you're not cool, you're not black, you're not, you're not in the know, you're not the culture if you don't care about how you look before what's in your bank account or how how well your kids are doing in school. Yeah. Or or if you're if you're behind, if you're in credit card debt, or if you know what I'm saying, it's there. So I don't want the culture to to there's things that's in the culture that need to be taken out. Yeah, yeah, of course, in every culture, especially so ours. I mean, yeah, it's good. Yeah, to in be every critical. culture, but but I don't want I don't want the the culture to be still accepting of the fuckery that's in it. There's a lot of shit in the, that our community, and listen, that's a conversation for us to deal with. Yeah. But when we talk about this elite and ratchet shit, I don't want just because you you. I don't want that shit to still be allowed. Yeah. I want that shit out too. I'm fine, bro. I love my people. I love our music. I love our food. I love our women. I love our our clothes. I love our I love everything about us. The way we walk, the way we talk, da, da, da. but I don't like all the negative shit that we think makes us us. That's not yeah. us. Yeah, of course. And that's that's just that's growth in terms of in, instead of just being elite. I think that's just you being aware and you're growing as an individual. Like, you know what? That's not fire. Like it was it was fire back, you know, way back when when I was when I was childish and I didn't, you know, didn't grow. But that's smart. That's you should want that from your community where we want kids to be stem cell you know they want you want us to teach them you want to teach our kids to go into stem and be lawyers and doctors instead of just being hoopers and rappers and things like that being in marketing you know what i'm saying like i think that's just wanting your community to progress and mm -hmm. uh it's hard to because once you once you go go once you've been somewhere and you've seen what other people are living like you kind of want to bring that back to your culture yeah that and there's nothing more like so i think that's what it is to that lead you said like we like like I said, when I'm in the room with some people, I'm like, they are not living how I'm living. Yeah. <laughs> they have a lot more things. And see, and it, it, it sucks that the material things is always the thing that, that grab us the most. But it's like, they are moving in a way. It's a lot more carefree than I am. They're not worried about breaking that bottle or breaking that thing. And it's like, it's, it's a lot more lax. So I understand. I understand why that elitism is connected to the white shit because the white people are the ones who have more of the resources. Yep. They they are in they own the shit that that allows them to be more relaxed. Black people can't be relaxed. Yeah. What are you talking? How are you gonna be how I'm gonna be relaxed when I can't do things that I look across the street and you could do. Yeah. That and that's that angst and that angst and, and it and it is manif and it manifests itself in those negative ways that I was talking about. It manifests themselves in people being petty. And if you can't have it, I'm gonna have it. And if you got it, I, and I don't got it, I'm gonna take it from you know what I'm saying? That shit that that breaks us all down. You know what I'm saying? And to go back talking about somebody being on the table. If you can't afford the fucking table, you don't need to be standing on the motherfucking that's a table. Fact. And that's a fact. Like that's a fact. And then if you're going to be mad if someone tell you to get off the table and it's not your table, 
you you mad because someone told you to get off not not that she was mad i'm not trying to put this on them shit but say someone got up on the table and someone come and told you to get off the table then you get angry at them your anger is misdirected yeah why are you mad at them for telling you to get off the table you know what you need to do you need to buy yourself your own restaurant so you can dance on every motherfucking table in there and if somebody comes who's gonna tell you to get off the table if it's your fucking table we going to king come on now so and also since we we talking about this elitist shit respect the respect that black people have for black things needs to be a lot higher than it is and we know this yeah and and vice versa just like the owner the respect that you need to have for your people need don't give me no half half ass service no half ass uh pr- pr- presentation because I'm black and you just expect that support you know what I'm saying it's 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 symbiotic yeah, there like, needs to be think, more respect both ways. Do you think he would have cursed out everyone exactly. if it was, that's, if that's it was white? If it was white people doing that shit, that's the question. We the can't question. answer that because that's not what happened. We can't answer it, but we can make an assumption. We can assume if it was some white bitches or some Latin bitches or some light skinned bitches or whatever, how he would have acted. But if it's a yeah. big black woman, how he gonna act? Yeah. Or if it's or if it, you know what I'm saying, it, we can we can assume. We can assume. But it's yeah. like, it's, we, everyone that knows needs to operate in the know. We got to know that we got to respect the owner and the owner know, got to know he got to respect us. Yeah. And we got to, we got to know that it's deep. It's like when we're done wrong, not like, not like in a, like a personal level, but like, if I go somewhere and I don't receive good service from a black person, I gotta know that it's not it's not right for me to just lose my shit and cuss everybody out and break shit and then leave. Cause I because if you're in a white space and they call you out, are you gonna do that? Because you know what's gonna happen in a white space, they're gonna call the police and your ass going to jail. So it's like, and I and like I said, I see it getting better. I don't think this is. I, I've been to black places, had a great time, talked to the owner, shook the owner hand, boom, in and out, wonderful outing. And I since and since I've seen it, I know it's capable. But the big problem, the big separation is people wanting to feel better than other people. Everybody wants to, when you put those shoes on or you hop in that car or you walk in your house, or, it shouldn't be about feeling better than someone else. That's a core human issue. That ain't even black. If you do something, people talking about, oh, I want to shit on the people that shit on me. That's why you're doing it. I don't think that's the reason you should do it. Now, who the fuck am I? Who the fuck am I? I don't think think if I hop in a Benz, then I'm better than a motherfucker in a motherfucking Hyundai. I just don't. And I don't look at someone in a Benz and think that they're better than me because I'm in a Toyota. I just don't. Hey, bro, man, this is why psychologists get paid big money because it's to study the human psyche is exhausting. But you're not going to fucking treat me like I'm less than you because I in a Corolla and you're in a S and well, S. Well, I think that's really, you're just self-aware and you're confident in yourself and you're not phased by materialist things. Yes, you want. But it took me a while to get, it's not like I was here. 
it's not like I've always been here. I just know like, cause I've had to, cause when I had nothing and when I didn't have a lot, I really had to think about what I care about and my values. Like what is the things I really care about? Is it the fact that I don't have diamonds around my neck or diamonds in my ear or a car in my driveway or a big house? And is that what I value? Do I value those things? Or are those just things? Now, people, we, we watch, I, I don't know why I'm talking about this. Alicia made me think of uh, the house housewives of Atlanta. Yeah. It made me think like people would do whatever just to feel like they're better than someone other than work harder. They want to do, they want to buy. Keeping up with the Joneses, you know the term. And it's it's a human condition that I fall victim. I'm not going to, I'm not sitting here acting like I don't think I'm better than some people. (laughs) I'm not sitting here thinking that I'm not, the fact that I floss my teeth don't make me feel better than some people. It fucking do. The fact that I floss and some people don't floss, I'd be like, you're a dirty motherfucker who don't floss. You don't have baby wipes in your crib. I feel a little bit better than you. (laughs) You wiping your ass with dry tissue. I'm sorry. So I, I exhibit it too, but I'm not gonna disrespect you because you don't wipe your ass with baby wipes. I might talk, I might crack a joke on you, and you might feel like that's disrespect. But yeah, honestly, you're not coming to play. It might be coming from a place of superiority. Hmm. But what makes someone more? That's my question to you. What makes someone more superior? At the end, of, at the minute level, nothing, because we're all made with the same organisms and atoms. So nothing makes anybody more elite than Okay, me. so all these but, people who are more pop, quote unquote, in the society are in higher positions and can exert their power on people below them. I mean, if we took it in the sense of, I mean, to be honest with you, it's really, I guess, power influence makes somebody, I guess, more and more elite. Because there's motherfuckers with money that you just been born with money or you just you hit a lick on a fucking investment or something like that, that made you money. But if you want to talk about what really makes niggas elite, it's really about like the type of influence you have on certain things. Like, there you go. You know what I'm saying? If you walk in a room, shit don't stop. Shit don't start or stop without you giving the okay. Or like, if you say, we not fucking with so-and-so over there, shit really stopped. You know what? So you I can be elite. Know. You could be elite in your own hood. And this doesn't have to do anything about being elite in the world sense of running corporations. If you just, if you like, if you the, you the king of, this, of your block. I got it. This is the word. Benevolent. The word. If you're fucking, your benevolence will make you elite. That's what it is for me. Because you talk about rulers. What makes a king, a good, what makes a man a tyrant and what makes him a benevolent king? It's how you treat people. Benevolent means well-meaning and kindly. Or an, of an organization serving a charitable rather than profit-making purpose. So that benevolence, how you actually treat people is what makes you elite to me. If you a millionaire and you treat people like shit, I don't think you elite. But if you a millionaire and you walk in the room and you shake everybody's hand, you speak to everybody, you make sure everybody's okay. Like you said, you walk in the room and shit start to move because of you, 
because people are giving you that respect because you earn that respect. Yeah. They're not giving it to you just because them dollars. You could have stole that money. Like I you said, you can hit a lick. You can just hit a lick and now you win a lottery and you are a multi-millionaire. That don't mean shit. That's why it gotta be deeper than the money. It gotta be deeper than the money. Cause the money ain't the cause the money ain't equivalent. It's not equivalent. It it don't equal the man. It really don't it don't equal the woman. It, it's a signifier for sure. It's a signifier. Because yeah. we I know good people that, that have done well for themselves and are successful and have the money to show for it. But it's not the metric. It's can't, it's not. It's not the metric for no elite motherfucker. It ain't the metric for a ratchet motherfucker, because it's some ratchet rich motherfuckers. Charlie Sheen, fucking all them motherfuckers raw, giving people AIDS. He a ratchet motherfucker. Damn. I love my people, man. I love my people, and we will rise again. We rising up. Listen, this is, that was a good conversation, bro. I mean, that's still, like, we could probably go even further and spend another But I just want people, I just, that awareness of acting, of looking, of surveying the room, and acting accordingly is is so undervalued. And it ain't got nothing to do with where you was raised or where you was born. It's just about, I mean, we talk about that self-awareness all the time. Just knowing who you are and where you at is so invaluable. Cause just act, you know what I'm saying? Like doing too much is the is, is almost the most worst thing you could do in the world. Doing too much might be the worst thing you can ever do. You doing too much. It ain't player. You doing too much. Not player. That's definitely that's definitely a not player move is to do too much. But see, listen, but I've seen people, they do too much, but guess what? They're in that position where guess what? They could do what they want. Like I said, they standing on the table, but they could buy the table. That's your money. That's your influence though, or your money. So I don't know. That's weird, man. As I was saying, that's why psychologists probably get paid big money because that's what they do. That's what they do. And yeah, I ain't a psychologist. I might need to go back to school and no, nah, but I don't want to go back for psychology. I want to go back for something else. Yeah. That's what we got this week, you know, for listeners. Uh, what do you guys think about black elitism? You know, did we hit the head? If, you know, is it is elitism real? You know what I'm saying? Just trying to start the dialogue because, you know, as we all, we're both um, aspiring. But, Brish, you elite, though. That's what's funny. I'm elite. I ain't get invited to chat chatty house. I mean, that's <laughs> that's because... Uh, that's because you got a master's. No, and that's because somebody I know. Gave and, you're a, and you're a business owner. You're a CEO. That has nothing to do with anybody can be on Chatty House. And you have all 32 of your teeth. And anybody, you have a, anybody can be on there. You just need to be invited. So that's. And you have a two bedroom townhome in Raleigh. Oh, let me not say where you live. Hey, you're just giving the spot up. Now I have to shoot niggas. You know what I'm saying? Because you grew a beard at 28. Are you elite? I'm not elite, bro. Brother. Okay. Well, let me know when you get there. I'm to be elite in my money. Okay. 1%, you know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure. It's a a metric. I just don't think it's equivalent to the whole scheme, but it's, it it be Mm. money. The money important. Don't don't, don't let all that shit I was talking (laughs) get get these listeners fucked up. The money is an indicator. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Don't be talking crazy to people if you broke. Like, that should be a number. 
number one thing. That's the self-awareness thing. But them the one that talk the most shit. They ain't got nothing to lose. <laughs> if you ain't got nothing to lose, Chris, you gonna smack it every joke and not giving a fuck. You shooting every shot. Well, you can't shoot. You can't score if you don't play the game, baby. Well, you probably won't have a ball. You gonna you gonna try to get the ball to shoot, and then once you get the ball, you are gonna shoot from ill-advised places. <laughs> Man, this um, deep, deeper than rap. Yeah. Uh, so this week, I don't want to. I have questions. We have consultation services, but this week I'm gonna skip on it because I want to just talk to the listeners. I should have said this um, earlier in the pod, but I wanted to talk to y'all and let you guys know that we are looking for a third third mic, primarily a female third mic, uh, a woman third mic. So we're looking for someone to uh, kind of even us out because this has been a male dominated podcast and we've been talking, you know, um, you know, our our responses and our playerdom is male dominated, but women are the biggest players out there has bet they have advice too. And we kind of want to, we're looking for someone to kind of um you know even us out, you know, as we enter 2020 in our new journey of our podcast. So, you know, uh, I'll put this on the post on this on the on the page or on our Twitter. But if for any of our listeners that are interested and wanted to jump on the podcast and be a part of our journey, you know what I'm saying, reach out to us and uh you know, you know, try you out, you know, do a couple episodes. Hey man, I think as a prequel to, well, as we do that, I think we should just guest it up. Just start having hella guests. That's what I'm saying. So uh, that's a good idea, Terry. So, you know, listeners, if you want to hop on, I'm going to send the, you know, send the birds out. But, you know, right now, because we do Zoom, you know, Zoom is easy to connect. You know, I send a link out, you jump on. But, you know, as a, in sometime this month, I'll be back in Richmond. Um, we'll be back in the studio. And then we can do an in-personal thing. So, um just want to give the shout out to, uh, we'll just get the birds out to anybody that wants to be a part of the team. Men, men are included. It's not, but we you know we're leaning towards another female host to have a, you know, female perspective. You know what I'm saying? You're going to have to be totally different perspective from us if you're trying to be a nigga on the show. I don't know. That's a fact. You're going to have to be different. Might have to like argue all the time. Like if we get good arguments, you might be on the show like a different, really different uh, perspective. So, but listen, as a, you might have to suck dick or not, nah, that sounds so crazy. You might have to be of a different sexual orientation or, you know what I'm saying, not have a gender. <laughs> you gotta be like, I am. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, we'll skip the questions for this week. But, uh, Terry, do you have uh, anything to close us out with? Yes. Um, just keep it simple, short and sweet. Like I said, I don't have the answers. Got a lot of questions. And when I get a little something, I try to give it back. Energy. We hear about energy a lot. People talk about it. It's very captionable. But I want everyone to focus, especially this week, in going out and leaving 2020, going to 21, on places that you put your energy. Um, it's just like the, it's just like the things you water, the things that you give your attention to. Those are the things that are going to grow in your life. And energy is so important. And it's something that when I focus on a lot, I definitely am able to have a more pleasant existence on earth. When, I, when I'm giving my energy to things that I know are gonna either give them back to me or things that are gonna produce things later on and not empty 
empty on empty things. So going through this week, I just want everyone to focus on energy and the things that you give it to and the places that you're putting it. If you're putting energy on to social media or or TMZ or fucking Shade Room or what's the other one, Baller Alert, if all if a lot of your energy and more than you have to give is going to things like of that nature, refocus it in another place. And I bet you that it changes your life in a small way, maybe even a big way. So everyone focus on where you put your energy. Boom. That's that's I mean, that's a bar anyways in general with dealing with social media, man. You gotta learn to get off that bitch. Get off this bitch, you know what I'm saying? Go read a book, go put your energy. Even like all these streaming services and shit. Are you giving like and I this that's the big thing for me that when I first started to notice it, because I would get off work and I would just sit in front of the TV for the rest mm-hmm. of the night. And yes. I'm like, literally, I'm giving my energy to the television. Yeah. For these, from from whenever I get off work to when I go see, I'm like, all of my energy is going to watching these shows or watching this movie or whatever. That's your life energy. You're sitting in front of a screen watching it. And it's that's, taking your energy. And it's taking and it's your energy. taking it. Cause that's how that's how they make money. Like that's that's the that's the business of TV. They're trying to entertain you and get you to stay in one place for as long as they can. So that that was the key thing for me. I'm happy you said that. The energy that I put in, I could the energy of me sitting down and watching TV. I could be reading something or researching something or working out or exercising or cooking or learning something new. Like that shit is deep. So that's what we're talking about. Focus on. Uh, focus on where you put your energy. Uh, change where you put your energy if it's something negative like that, like the yeah. television or social media or you know what I'm saying? Something like that, yeah. Well, always with a good word to close out these episodes and hopefully lead our viewers on a, a better week than what the week previously was. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say thank you guys for listening to another episode of Modest Talks, a safe place for keeping it player. We're going to keep it kosher every time, all the time. You can follow us on Instagram or Twitter uh, and our YouTube page. Go ahead, subscribe, like, and uh, comment on our thing. Let's get these subscribers up, baby. Uh, more we content. We can fight Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. You know, I, I, I can go round or two with Floyd, but then after that, I might get knocked out. So I, I got knocked out in the first round. I said a round or two. Oh, okay, so the under, <laughs> yeah, yeah, two is the over. <laughs> two is the over. You know what I'm saying? So uh, remember, on the path to player them, there, there three. I think there were four last week. I don't remember your rule, Terry. Uh, so we're gonna go back to three. So there's three rules to success: stay true to yourself, stay true to the code, uh, wear a mask, and uh, we'll see you next week, baby. Peace. Peace. Rich niggas, black bar mitzvahs, Mozart talk is a celebration, bitches. Behind, I wish for you a hundred years of success, but it's my time. Cheers, toast the to crime. Number one D boy, Shane Nickerine. The rock boys in the building tonight. Oh, what a feeling I'm feeling like. You don't even gotta bring your paper out. Be the dope boys of the year. Drinks is on the house. The rock boys in the building tonight. Chillin', I'm killing this ice. Hey. You don't even gotta bring your purses out. We the dope boys of the year. Drinks is on the house.